This is Bob Bald from Fu Manchu, and you're watching Aftershock TV. Aftershocks TV, Matt and Tom, we're back with everybody here for another mm-hmm. episode and segment this week, uh, right here on the CMS Network. What is going on, Tom? Good well, to see you, man. Yes, you too, buddy. I mean, as we record this, it's uh, Tuesday evening, I think. Yeah, it is. And, yep. uh, you know, so kind of start of the week yesterday was a shit show. Today is better. Tonight's even better. So I'm just ready to just, this is relaxation for me, just sitting back, shooting the shit, talking about the latest metal news and uh, hanging out with my buddy in San Francisco. What's your week like looking like? Buddy? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, same thing, man. It's, it is funny. It's like, yeah, this is like sort of a... Doing this after you know a couple of days of work or something, it's it's like it's kind of decompressing in a way. It's just it's, mm. it's like, like you say. I think you said at one time we were talking. It's like a bit cathartic or so. You know, you kind of is. Like, yeah, it's just, just you know, sitting down talking about yeah. whatever. You know, exactly. And of course, talking like about always, what talking about whatever we want to, Matt. So well, that too, exactly. No exactly. rules. No Not rules. like work. We got all these rules, exactly. Um, yes, but yeah, so I mean, so of course, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, of course, in metal, there always is every week. In metal and yep. rock. Um, mm-hmm. We had a great, you know. But before we do that, I mean, great. Had a great time talking to Bob Balch last week from Fu Manchu, and uh, obviously talking about his projects, uh, his other bands, I should say, Big Scenic Nowhere and Slower. Mm. Um, so um, you know, yeah, really, uh, and Slower, of course. You know, it's, what an interesting concept that is. You know, um, taking Slayer songs. And slowing them and dooming them up, and uh, you know, I mean, the, I, 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 you know, I know you, we talked about it. We both enjoy that record. What mm. I think is really interesting, though, I think you brought up. We were talking um, was about this, the length of the songs, you know, because you you think to yourself, okay, someone's going to cover Slayer, a five minute song by Slayer. Well, if you slow it down to the the doom metal, you know, type of you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, tempo, the slow tempo, that was like, you know, those songs are like eight to ten minutes. The ones yeah. That, he, uh, that Bob does, yeah. Yeah, I think there's only like, if I can remember, there's like five, five. tracks, tr- five tracks, and I think it goes from like six to 11 or something in there. So so mm. it's uh, it's like a, an EP, but it's kind of not like an EP. So it's just good shit, man. And, uh, you know, Bob is a great guest, and he was listening to us, and he was engaged, and so... Great interview. So big thanks to Bob for um, you know taking time out of his busy schedule. Wow, what a busy man uh, yeah. to talk to us too, knuckleheads. So we were <laughs> we were happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's just really cool. Like you said, he's one of those musicians that he's he's more of when we were chatting with him, and everyone obviously can go check out that interview. Um, but we were chatting to me. He seemed like he's more of a music fan. I would agree. Than like and then a musician, right? In terms of his personality. Mm-hmm. And demeanor, he's got no ego. He's really down to earth. Um, and you know, I mean, it's it's interesting. You you know, a guy who's in an iconic band like Fu Manchu. That's you know, they they're them. You know, Monster Magnet and Caius. Those three bands were basically responsible for the whole stone or heavy rock scene. Mm. And you know, from the nineties. And so you know, him being a part of that and just acting like he's one of the guys. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. You know, as interviewers, guys who interview you know these musicians. There's nothing better to me than when we talk to to, to guys like that. Yeah, you know, and that, one of the questions I asked Bob is, and I go, I think I'm going to ask ask this to every single um, musician we get on here is that do you ever stop being a fan? Because you know, you and I spoke about this about some musicians. We won't mention names, obviously. They're clearly not fans. They're they're in the business, but they stop being mm-hmm. fans because you can tell by 
what they say and what they allude to that they have no idea. Not saying we know everything, we certainly do not. But you know, I can't imagine not being a fan of this music, whether it was whether it was my living or not. And I, you could tell. And I, I asked that question to Bob, and he just mm-hmm. you can tell he's just a fan by even like he mentioned about Alex Lifeson you know, playing on the last um, Foo album back in 2018, he was going, holy shit, Alex Lifeson. He was like a kid again. Like, it's like meeting yeah. your rock star, your famous rock star hero for the first time. And that makes that makes me happy when I see musicians stroke rock stars still fans of the music, and that's important. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you're right, though. It's a great point about how it is true. A lot of musicians, once you're right, once they get involved, once they get deep into the whole business, and they're around musicians left and right, and they're meeting different people. They're collaborating on different projects, yada yada yada. But you're you're right. A lot of them just start listening to new bands. You know, one thing about yeah. Bob was like he was very on the up. You know, of of, of what's going on now. I mean, he's like you said. I mean, he's listening to jazz. You know, I mean everything. I mean, the guy just has such a, a huge plate of of influences. Yep. And those yep. are always, like I said, they're always fun guys to talk to because, like you said, they're still music fans, not just mm. in the business. And they're like, well, I'm here now, so everyone else is over there. I'm not interested yep. in that anymore. I just listen to, you know, the old stuff I listen to or whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, great great time talking to Bob. And speaking of Slower and Slayer, um, <laughs> big news this week. It just came out, sure. I believe, on Sunday night. Kerry King, the mighty Kerry King, obviously, um, from Slayer has unveiled his first of all he released his first track from his solo record and he also unveiled the band's lineup mm. a very interesting uh lineup we got here um let's start it off let me just i, I gotta bring up my my screen here obviously because i want to get the picture of the band up here so we can just kind of go along as we as we talk here and look at this picture mm-hmm. so yeah there's gary of course so let's start we've got lead singer mark from death angel yep on vocals, you got Phil Demel, obviously from Violence and Machine Head fame. You got Bo, uh, Paul Bo stuff. No, I think no surprise there. <laughs> you know, no, obviously no. we knew that was, one. Yeah, yeah, I think we all kind of figured that. And then Kyle Sanders, you know, I don't know. He's probably the least known guy in the band. He's played with Hell Yeah, Blood Simple, which is a really good band in there in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. I remember that's sure. when I first heard him. And he's him. obviously the brother of Troy Sanders from Mastodon. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, so I mean, just to you know, talk a little. I guess we'll get into just talking a little about it. Mm. Have you checked out? You've heard this, the track, correct? Yeah, I did. I mean, we, if you All look right. back on some of the older, we went back about two, three weeks ago, and I said, I said it in one of the segments. Carrie King is starting to make a bit of noise. It's going to something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And of course, a single dropped at midnight, whatever it was, two nights ago. So, you know, when I subscribed to Apple Music, I just you know punched it on, put on my headphones, and I said, oh. Sounds like a Slayer song from the last album, right? So, mm-hmm. and you can look at that two different ways because, first of all, you can say, "Well, he could he had all this time off since whatever four or five years from Slayer. Do you think mm-hmm. is this all he could come up with, just like a rehash of Slayer?" That's one angle to look at it. I'm not. I'm going to tell you where I sit in a minute. Or you can just say, "Well, this is what he does. He wrote he wrote the last Slayer album, so of course it's going to sound like this." And I'm in the latter camp because he said. It sounds like Slayer. So if you don't if you don't like that or you think it's lazy or whatever, and initially when I heard it, I went, "Oh, hang on a second, I like it," but it's just another Slayer song. But the more I got into the weeds on, I think it's a great it's a great track, and I think the ultimate aim for your musician is for somebody like me. Am I going to buy the single? Well, Apple Music download the single. Am I going to download the album? I'm going to I want to go to a tour or a concert if he plays here. 
in Charlotte? The answer is yes to all three. So I think it's a stellar lineup. Um, he's doing what he does best. In one sense, he can't win because if it didn't sound like Slayer, there would have been a problem saying he's trying too hard or he's selling out mm. or he's listening to whomever, like record companies. He's just doing what he fucking does. This is Kerry King, yeah. you know, just head down, banging it out. And I think it's a good track. And I'm looking forward to the album. I think it's out May 17th, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, produced by Josh Wilbur. So I like the production, of course, Avenged Sevenfold, Core, Lamb of God. So good metal cred there. Well, maybe not Avenged Sevenfold, but <laughs> the other two for sure. <laughs> the other two for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, initially I was a little bit kind of, I like it, but but three or four listens in and kind of reading the interviews, I said, okay, Kerry King's back, I'm happy. Yeah, like you said, I mean, what else was it going to be? I mean, I don't know what mm-hmm. anyone else expected. You know, I expected it to sound like the way it it does, and it, yep. yeah, I like the track. It's a good track. It's a, it's just you know, like you said, yeah, sounds like a Slayer track. But then again, I mean, he's from Slayer. I mean, and I think most yeah. people, most fans want that, you know, because that was, I think, the big question. You know, one of the the big question, at least I had, really was vocals. Obviously, who's going to be the vocalist? I mean, we know yeah. he was going to write the music. We figured he was going to sound like Slayer. But I was wondering, what was he going to go younger? Or was he going to go with his own, you know, generation of, of thrash musicians. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's done with. I mean, he's, he, he decided to put together, like you said, you know, a, I guess, you know, you'd call this an all-star lineup. I mean, these are all guys who have been yeah. successful in, in bands for years, you know, now. Um, yeah, and like I said, it's, I think, you know, the, the key for, well, the question I should say is, you know, because you, you put up a great point. No matter what he did, someone was going to, Hmm. You know, people were not going to, you know, question, like you said, sounds either too much like Slayer or, oh, you went young and now he's going with the cookie monster stuff and he's going <laughs> with the young stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, what you said, but I, I think he played it. I, I don't want to say safe, but like you said, this is just what he does. This is who he does. But I think, you know, what, what's interesting is how like what's going to happen now from here. For one, I, obviously, we only heard one song. Hmm. You know, I would like to hear some other tracks. Obviously, before I can really judge it, uh, if it sounds like what it does on here, I think it's like I said, it's just good old traditional thrash metal that yeah. you would expect from him. You know, I mean, Kerry King obviously is, you know, known for his riffs. I mean, it's very interesting because um, going into this, I'm, and I'm still curious about this. I mean, if you think about Slayer, when people think of Slayer, okay, I mean, obviously, yes, they think of, of all the guys that have been there for years. But obviously, the first thing is, okay, the voice, right? You, you, you're, you're now replacing um, Tom Araya, and now you've got Mark in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I think he did his sort of his best impression, for, at least from the song, is doing sort of his best impression of, of Araya. I mean, he's kind of trying to go in that like he's not singing like death angel i mean he's singing trying to sound like slayer i mean they're trying to make it sound like slayer i mean at least that's what i got from the, from the track yeah and and i'm just wondering now going forward is that whatever your song is going to sound like is it just going to be like okay he's going to try to go in there and just sing like a rock and i don't think he could sound like tom Mariah. i mean he's trying to do it I, i'm going to throw this out there too just to be completely honest I like Death Angel, but I've never been the hugest fan of the vocals. Mm-hmm. Gonna be gonna be honest with you. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's just me. I mean, I know people are like, dude, you're crazy. I love Mark. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, but he's never been my favorite uh vocalist. So for me, you know, a whole album of this is gonna be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it, but I want to see 
how he vocally, if he diversifies or if he, it's just all trying to sound like a Raya. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think, and I think uh, honestly, like this is Carrie's baby. He's he. I think he wrote the track. I didn't look who the credits were, but I presume it was just him. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any co-writing credits, but um, conversely, it does sound a little bit like, you know, God hates us all has that, that kind of vibe about mm-hmm. it. And I have no doubt that the music is written that way. So in one sense, Mark probably has no choice but to sing that way because he has to fit the song or he's been told to sing that way and mm-hmm. say, this is, this is the type of vocals. I've seen Death Angel a couple of times. Um, you know, he can, he's a good front man of some, I think it's some mm-hmm. last year actually um in 23 but you know good front man good entertainer so i think live they're going to be able to do it but it's going to be interesting that if if this band gains traction and then if there's a death angel conflict because he's already come out and said you know death angel are my number one band but if carrie starts obviously they've looked at schedules and you know tour managers have spoken and that shit's already happened i'm guessing but i think carrie too though like he he, he came out this week and he said you know, David Lombardo is dead to me. Uh, haven't spoken to haven't spoken to Tom mm. since 2019. Uh, okay, he's been asked those questions, so in one sense he has to answer them. But then that I also saw those headlines. So I was reading. I think there was four or five different headlines on Blabbermouth, Slayer, Slayer, Kerry King, and then two kind of mm. clickbaits, which was this two. So in one sense, I just want to hear about. I don't want to hear about Slayer. Slayer are done. They're over. Mm-hmm. If they come back, they come back, but they're done. I don't want to hear about that. That Dave Lombardo's dead to you. Couldn't give a shit. Don't couldn't care less. You have a new song out. Let's talk about that. So I thought that was kind of an irrelevant comment, just because it, it kind of took away some of his headlines. So it's just like to just 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 stop it. Just talk about the music. Just in my I opinion. agree. I, I don't think it's going to help him get people into music if you shit talking Araya and and Lombardo. I mean, you talk, you're talking half of the classic lineup of Slayer. You, you, yeah. You're slamming. I think he's you bitter know. though. I think I think he's oh yes. he's bitter. He's bitter about re retiring. Looking back at an interview going back two or three years ago. He did not want Slayer to end. He did not want that to happen. It was Tom's call, and obviously mm-hmm. no Tom, no Slayer. So I think that's why he's having a pop. You know, that's why it's happening, I think. Well, I think also, you know, we see this sometimes, too. Now that these guys are away, I mean, they're completely, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, Lombardo's obviously still there, but Ryan's gone. Mm-hmm. He's out of music. So he, I think he just feels like he can come out now and say maybe what he's been wanting to say. I would you know, he, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm sure he's feeling reinvigorated. He's feeling replenished, and and like he said, he's nowhere close to being done. And so I and, and listen, I, I but I, I give I, I get it. Yeah, there's two points. He's like, you can come out, you can say nothing, but at the same time, I get maybe wanting to come out and just say, you know what, listen, this is how it is. I mean, everyone can kind of tell there was issues in the camp. Yeah. you know, I think for some of course. I mean, you can even see when I when I remember I saw them with Lamb of God. Uh, Probably about six years ago, whatever it was, five or six mm-hmm. years ago. <clears throat> um, I remember just, you know, they didn't look, I mean, Tom looked very out of it. Like, you know, you knew it was, it was, it was the end of the road for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, just like you could, you could tell, I mean, I've, you know, I'm sure you've seen this when you've gone to shows, when you've seen bands before, when you see them up there at times, I mean, sure. It could just be maybe one of those nights. They just had a rough, you know, travel to get to where they were going or so forth. Mm. So they're all kind of, you know, tired and they're older and all that stuff. But they just looked very uninspired, you know, the the, the band itself. They were, they were just yeah. going through the motions. And um, you could tell that things were, you know, coming to a, an end. And I guess I'm surprised they even really did an album after, you know, mm-hmm. Adam had died because he was obviously the primary songwriter, you know, and so Kerry yeah. did his best job coming in, continuing the, that legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what's interesting, too, is just, you know, like I said, it's it's going to be, I'm listen, it's, it's good for Kerry. He's now got a fresh start. He can go out there and do his thing and, 
You know, he's got no one not to answer to, just himself. But at the same time, I'm with you, though. The, the, the Lombardo dead to me thing, maybe he could just be like, yeah, me and me and we don't talk anymore, me and Dave. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Leave it at that. Uh, I mean, but, but, Lombardo's yeah. out of the band since, I don't know, 2013, yeah. 12. I, I don't even know the date, but mm. so why, why even bring that up? It's like it's beyond irrelevant, yeah. you, know? you know? I agree. I agree. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with this. But, yeah. you know, it's out there and obviously a lot of people are excited and um, we'll see in May, like you said, that's sure. when the record comes out. So, Yeah. So, um, I, you know, it's funny. I was, you know, well, this is kind of funny. You know, we think about whether to retire or not, right? As we said, Arias mm. retired, Kerry's still going. And there was this comment that was made recently uh, by D. Snyder um, speaking about something along those lines. He, and I think it, the quote, I'm going to quote it right here. It just says, the ego and how it gets you there also won't allow you to stop. Sure. Now, I, I mean, there's, I, I think there's definitely some truth to that. Absolutely. I think there's times when, you know, some musicians maybe or uh, we see that with vocalists, obviously, when maybe it's mm-hmm. time to like, you know, not not do much anymore. Or, or maybe some of these bands are getting older and they're just it's just, you know, it's just not there anymore. Or maybe they just want to do something different. So whatever they're doing now, it just is not what people know them for. But, you know, I don't know if I really 100 percent agree with that. You know, I mean. Because my thing is, look, is it is it ego or is it just a love of music and playing? This is, you know, something that a lot of these musicians, uh, you know, have been doing their whole lives. Mm. And so just to sit there and go, you know, what? I'm done with that. Cool. I'm going to go home now and chill and read some books and, you know, just mail it in and I'll see everyone on the other side. Have a good one. I mean, I, I, listen, when you're, when you're playing in front of people your whole life and, and you've got that crowd and you feed off that energy, mm. that's just something I think that you, you just can't stop wanting to do. I don't think that's something that just goes away because, okay, I'm not as good anymore. Mm. Okay, but still, if people are willing to come pay to see you, like as we've seen with, with a lot of these bad vocalists or the vocalists who don't have their voices anymore, why not do it? You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, yep. what's your take on, on that on that comment? Uh, but if you, if you take Annie, if you take Dee Snyder, or you take, you know, David Coverdale, Paul Stanley, we jump into a couple of bands in a minute, but... Like mm. those guys, they didn't take up music in their 30s or their 40s or have a career change. They were bankers and now they're this. They're, they're doing this since they were pretty much 15 or 16 years of age, mm, playing with their yeah. buddies as a garage band. Then they're playing pubs and clubs. And, you know, you often hear the Sunset Strip bands. And when, when they played the whiskey, that was like Wembley Arena. That, oh, we've made it. We're at the whiskey. So, and then they mm. obviously graduate to wherever. So a lot of these musicians and bands, they just don't know what else to be except being a rock star and that's yeah. why that's why that's why a lot of them look stupid now because they're they're they're, they're wearing the makeup of the hair and the leather jacket but they got this old wrinkly face but then mm. what are they supposed to do like put on a little cardigan or something because they're 60 exactly. like seriously it's like a, so you're you're kind of caught in this this vortex of being a rock star forever and it, and it used to be a young man's game uh hello i don't think it is anymore you know no, you I can do so. it like you take a sammy hager you take a like the rolling stones or you know, uh, Roger Waters or, you know, whatever, even the who are still out, you know, Roger Daltrey is still at it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we were having, we touched on this a few weeks ago, but Kiss, when they stopped, you know, he says with the Gene Simmons, Simmons shirt on, but told you I was a fan, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, like when Kiss stopped, which they should have stopped, you know, that 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago, but they just can't not, they can't, they have to be a rock star. They, they're, he's, I remember it was, um, Phil Linet's wife actually said that Phil was a rock star brushing his teeth 
he he was just a rock star all the time. He was always mm -hmm. on and being mm -hmm. being the man. And I think a lot of these bands are the same. And you know, we're going to have a, just a quick chit chat now about what bands have stopped and what bands maybe should stop. <laughs> like I right know, now. Yeah. Well, I mean, but just to keep going, you know, and that's a good point, you know, because you know that's actually an excellent point you brought up about these guys. Yeah, they're 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 mentally okay. They're rock stars, right? You said twenty four seven in their youth, okay. Yep. And like you said, they can't just shut down. If they don't, it reminds me of it's like it reminds me of like Alice Cooper. I remember when Alice Cooper seeing like you know one of his documentaries or was it was one of the behind the music and one of those things with him. And then he was saying, you know, back in the seventies, when the band was you know starting to get some some notoriety, and you know, eighteen was out and schools out mm -hmm. and everything, and and he was becoming pretty big. He because that was. You know that was a character, right? And that's really what rock stars are kind of doing in a lot of ways. They're they're being almost a character, right? You're sure. going out there, and you're being a. I mean, if you're going to be that guy twenty four seven, okay, but but that's what happens. A lot of them do become that. Like Alice Cooper said, he became because he was on stage being Alice Cooper. He was it, that that character started to overtake him in real life. So he was now being Alice Cooper not only on stage. But in his everyday life, and that's when he got, you know, he got really heavily into drinking and became a major alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and like you said, he couldn't shut it off. He, he just became Alice in real life. And so that's what happens sometimes. I think these guys, like you said, when you're, when you're waking up and you're going from show to show, from town to town or whatever, and you got to be that guy, it's hard like, to just go home and shut it off, especially if you're not like a quote-unquote actor. You know, I know there's professional actors that can come in and go in and mm. to different characters and stuff, which I always thought, I mean, I don't know, it's just me, but I think it's kind of mentally ill to, to be that way. Just, just my take on it. But, you know, <laughs> to be someone different all the time instead of being yourself. But it, it's not easy, especially if, like you said, if you're not just trained actor who can go in and out of characters like that. And even if you see actors, like some of these great actors over here, Robin Williams and Dana Carvey's, these guys, when you talk to them, they can't, they can't not be themselves. They just become all these little characters when they talk to you. So, or, or they're just boring as regular people, so they have to go into these mm. characters. So it's just a really interesting thing. But yeah, um, I agree. It's, it's, you know, when you're doing that for your whole life, you can't just shut that off. You know, especially no, when I you get when you get the adulation and you're getting the money. And why are you gonna if someone's gonna sit there and say, well, hey, a, a, a promoter comes to you and offers you thousands of dollars to get up there and sing for an hour and a half? Why the hell are you not gonna do it? It makes no well, sense not to. Right. And they're surrounded by, like, they're getting their ass kiss from the minute they wake gotcha. up until they go to bed. So yep. I said, they, they can't leave that behind. Why they go, like, what's mm -hmm. a rock star going to do? Um, like, someone from whatever band, are they just going to stop being a rock star and get a quote unquote regular job in the store or in the exactly. bank or in the factory? It's it's almost like you're, tra yeah. and I think D is right in one sense, it's like you're trapping a rock star forever. Even mm -hmm. if you want to stop and you do stop, if you get an, if you get a regular job because you want to, then you're then you're in the headlines going, oh, this guy's down, you know, down on his luck. He's working in the local bank, or True. He, maybe he wants mm -hmm. to work in the local bank, but because he's a rock star, you'll never, you're always going to be one, whether you like it or not. And obviously, the the trappings, the you know, the um, the money yeah. and and the yes men and everything else that goes with it. It's, it's you, you probably grow out of all that shit when you get older, but you're still a rock star, whether you like it or not. Whether you're a big one or a local guy in a local scene, you're still that person. True. No, you're right. You're mm. right. So yeah. who do you? So we, like you said, we're going to talk about some, some people who did stop or probably should stop. 
Yeah. What, what, who can you think of? I mean, I've got a few here that I was thinking about, but what do you, who do you, who can you think of? I think of? the easy one is Kiss. I mean, uh, you say, sure. yes, stop. Mm. So Kiss stopped, you know, 2nd of December. We spoke about that ad nauseum, so we don't need to go there, but they're done. I mean, Kicks was another band that um, knocked it on the head a few weeks ago, a few months, last month, I think it was. You know, Rush obviously stopped going back, and I think this is even before Neil Peart was um, diagnosed with his brain cancer. Um, Sabbath? They stopped in 2017 because they did the final world tour. I'm throwing out some names. Um, and Slayer, obviously, we just spoke about Kerry King. They just yeah. stopped, like just literally just stopped. And we, look, we could talk about this subject all along. So I just picked five or six bands that we can just kind of shoot the shit on. So I think that's my, not my top five, but it's just a few bands that are randomly thinking about today. Yeah. Well, I always find what's interesting is the guys who stopped prematurely, in my opinion, that when they were still kind of on top. Or, mm -hmm. or at least still had a plenty of, you know, plenty in the tank. You know, I mean, there's a couple that come to my, my, you know, my, I mean, the first one that comes to me is Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses. Sure. Just got up and boom, that's, gone. That's good, yeah. That's a good one. You know, I mean, right, I mean, right when they were in the prime, I mean, right after, you know, just in the prime. And obviously another one, that we, a guy we talked that we uh, have a lot of respect for is a, as a very, very, uh, Excellent guitarist Vito Brada from White Lion. Another oh guy. wow, yeah, we spoke about that. We did. Yeah, a guy who <clears throat> I mean, yeah, sure, that music and and maybe White Lion's in, in general was kind of probably done at the time. Oh, okay. But can you imagine what he with the last 10, 15 years what White Lion could have done if he came back? You know, and listen, and just but what amazing he just got out of the whole business. I mean, for a guitarist with his skills, mm. just to leave music, just completely just go, stop. You know, and he never came I, back. I hate, no, he never, never came back. No, mm -mm. It, it's so it, that that's one of the, the amazing, you know, to me, one of the most amazing ones, because like you said, he was probably in his 30s when he stopped. I mean, early 30s. Right. Because you figure mm. White Lion had about, a you know, eight, eight year run or so with about three mm -hmm. or four albums. And, you know, they were probably in their you know, early to mid 20s when they started. So he's probably his early to mid 30s. And yeah, I mean, not to come back and reap any benefits for B and, and not to really Zero. want to sit there and, and stake your claim as a. Like a virtuoso, like a legendary guitarist at all, he completely just done. I mean, yeah. I mean, I give you credit mm -hmm. if you're not happy anymore, you don't like the business, and you got something else you want to do. I think that's great. The other guy who stopped for a while, also, well, there's two others. One, there's two others I could think of. Vinnie Vincent was another one, right? He kind of disappeared for a while after he did, you yeah. know, his band for a long right? time. He, he a disappeared time. for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, and he Jakey had more comeback Lee, ever. Lee did yeah, too. The, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Vinnie Vincent had the worst comeback ever, and then yeah, disappeared again. You know, yeah, he's so a, he should have stopped. Ass. I think he did the right thing when he first yeah. stopped. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but and Jakey yeah. Lee was a guy who stopped for a long time as well, sure. until he came back. You know, maybe about fifteen years ago or so. But he during the whole nineties, early two thousands, he was he would disappear too. So it's it is interesting, you know, for for ones for you know musicians who stop prematurely, and then there's these ones who just continue and they'll never stop. But like I said. I don't look at that really as ego. Sure, it could be a little bit of that, but I think it's mm -hmm. financial. That's one. And the second is just, it's just like, like we've talked about. It's what they love. It's they can't do nothing else. You love being out on the stage. You love that adulation. You want people to cheer for you. You know, I, I don't blame anybody for, for continuing to, to keep going as long as people are going to pay to see you and you're not playing at some club for 20 people and you're that desperate, you know, then obviously, yeah. you know, that's a whole different story. But yeah. Yeah. And actually, one band I completely forgot to mention was um, stopping. It was Thin Lizzy. They 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 broke up in 1983. They only they were only going from That's right 70. Am I right in the years? I should know this. 
up to 83. So they don't really, and they, they got like whiskey in a jar was like 73, I think it was. They only had a 10 year cycle. Like there's a there's a classic band that were just a, you know that that should have that should have just taken like you know massive drug problems with with heroin and smack and all that well documented, but they mm. should have um, they should have stopped, got clean, taken three years off, four years off, and then came back right in then at the kind of eighty seven eighty eight mark when White Snake and Bon Jovi and Def Leppard or whatever mm. they would have. I'm not saying they would have come back as big as that. They were never going to fit in exactly with that. But there's a prime example of a band that just stopped. After well, a I mean, huge I, success. You well, know, they probably huge. stopped probably because of Phil's drug habits. I mean, oh, that's probably yeah, the he, reason, yeah. you know. I mean, so I, I think it's a difference. So, you know, it's one thing if you've got, you get, you get, you have drug issues, you have substance abuse issues, or you have whatever issues, or you, you have mm. legal issues, and then that's why you stop. So, like, like, for instance, I mean, you want to talk about, it's not rock, it's not metal, but if you talk about rock, I mean, John Fogarty from Clearance, uh, uh, Credence, yeah, Credence Revival. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to stop because of the. Co- that's one of the crazy stories in rock. People, if everyone wants to hear a crazy, he just this past year got the rights back to play those old Korean songs. <laughs> you know, all, all fully him because yeah. he had such a bad uh, management deal, and this guy and he couldn't play anything. Now he could have done a few things. He could have capitulated. He held his ground for ten years in the prime. They were in mm-hmm. the prime. They were a top, you know. Five single band, yeah, huge, and a, huge, yeah, band, huge. Yep. and from about same thing from about seventy, I think four, three or four, to about e four, e five ish around that time, when he put out center field, he didn't have anything out there. I believe I mean, mm-hmm. he couldn't do anything under the, you know, he couldn't, you know. Anyway, so he he took a huge break, you know, be, being more giving the middle finger to the business, but he came back and he, you know, obviously had a tremendous career even as a solo artist, but. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting, you know, it's interesting to what see. About the, what about the, yeah. the Beatles? There's a, probably the, like the literally the biggest band of all time just stopped in 1970. They just said, we're done here. <laughs> well, that that was the, I would say that's egos, right? Because oh, yeah. you just had, you had just mega stars, all of them that could do it solo. And it's like, well, we don't need each other mm-hmm. anymore. Especially with, you know, I yeah. think Lennon and McCartney, obviously, were the two. But, you know, um, you, you know, the Beatles were one of those bands, too. If you got rid of Lennon or McCartney, one of the voices, you know, the, Lennon was the big one. He's the one that took off, so it's like okay, you can't yeah. you can't replace that, nope. right? So, nope. but you're right though. I mean, yeah, they you're right. They they weren't even Stop. around really that long, right? They yeah. they also had like a six year period or something. It wasn't even that long they were together. Yeah, like or, early sixties, like sixty two, sixty. I'm not a Beatles fan, so I, I'm not really yeah, sure. I'm not a huge but sixty two, yeah. sixty three. So seven eight year career and boom. That's bye. about it. Yeah, boom, done. Yeah. It's-